helped indeed, and thanks to the help we get, you get, from Dan Burns, who is an ASC certified technician at Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. We'll help you keep it running, whatever the case may be. Danny Long here saying good morning to my friend Dan Burns. Dan, it was great to see you the other day. We uh, did our usual oil change. You know, I, I, uh, well, good morning, first of all. Well, good morning, Denny. It's good to see you, too, and it's good to see you haven't changed a bit. <laughs> no, getting younger every day. Yeah. <laughs> Silver tongue W. Say, uh, you and I were talking, and, and we're already getting um, um, t- questions, Dan, uh, car care questions. Uh, again, if you want to call in your question, great, or if you want to send a text like some folks are already doing, same number, 651 989 uh, You and I were uh, talking about, uh, started talking anyway, uh, and we thought we'd continue the conversation about electric cars. I know a lot of manufacturers uh, whether mandated or on their own, are going to be uh, producing a whole lot of them. Some in case, uh, some cases I read, uh, maybe they're not going to even make any internal combustion engines uh, as they move in the next ten years or more. Uh, how do, does that affect uh, you and, and your crews and the technicians, auto technicians, uh, if if cars as they start moving toward uh, electric, all electric cars? What does that mean to you guys? Well, you know, Denny. As you know, I've been in this business for a long time, and in our world, life is an evolution anyway because, uh, you know, over the years, cars change, things change. If you think back, and this is just in my career, if you think back to when uh, I first started, when I first did my, <clears throat> did my first oil change, back then, Denny, uh, you would bring your car into a shop every year for what we call the tune-up and you'd get your points adjusted and you'd get your carburetor adjusted and you'd um you know get the get the sometimes you'd take the spark plugs out and have the spark plugs clean because they're so full of carbon (laughs) because they're running so rich but at any rate you know that over time you know now a spark plug lasts a hundred thousand miles and there is no points to adjust and there is no carburetor to adjust. Carburetors have been replaced with fuel injection. And all along that timeline, uh, you know, we would say, oh, goodness, what's this going to do to our business now? And, uh, you know, uh, my analysis of the past 40 years is nothing's changed. It's just gotten better. You know, we're busier today than we've ever been. And, People talk about electric cars and, and you know, that pretty soon cars aren't going to need service anymore. And it's just not true because electric cars, while they have an electric motor instead of an internal combustion engine, that's just a small percent of the work that we do. And electric cars are going to need all that. You know, they still have power windows that go up and down that are going to break and need <laughs> need to be repaired. They still have all sorts of buttons and switches and all that sort of stuff that's going to need to be repaired and, uh, you know, suspension and brakes and tires and, and wipers and all of those sorts of things that are on, on every car and are going to be on all electric cars too. So I just, my analysis, uh, Denny, is that I think our business will be just fine. We will evolve and grow, and we have already started to. 
uh, do that. You know, we started learning about electric cars. We're very well trained and certified on hybrids already. And so I think it's just going to be fine. And realistically, and we were talking about that, uh, the internal combustion engine will not be gone suddenly tomorrow. It's going to be around for a while, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yesterday, they sold a whole bunch of internal combustion engines in this country, uh, and those are all going to be around for 20 years. So you're right. It's not just going to go away suddenly. It's, It's going to be a process. And We'll have to see if electric cars really stick. You know, is yeah. that is that really the future? Is that, you know, is somebody going to come up with something even better and, and more innovative that uh, is good for the environment and, and good for the world? And uh, technology is, as we've learned with COVID, is remarkable. And when we put our heads together, there's not much we can't accomplish. No, I think you're absolutely right positive note. If you have any kind of a uh, internal combustion... There's not much we can't accomplish. No, I think you're absolutely right. Positive note. If you have any kind of a uh, internal combustion a question or tires or whatever the case may be and you want to you need to bring in your vehicle for service at your favorite dealer, your favorite shop. Dan will uh, give you some idea what might be wrong with that or going wrong with it. So call it in or text it in the same number as we head to the break. Here is the number. And, Jerry, you're going to be first up here when we come back. 651-989-9226. We have moved uh, to the Twin Cities uh, temperature 28. Let me see here. Well, they've reduced the snow to 1 to 3 inches overnight now instead of 1 to 4. But... <laughs> We may get one to two again tomorrow. Besides that, so stay tuned to News Talk 830 WCCO. And a good Saturday morning to you. Denny Long here with ASC Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue. Dan, exactly where on that great well, avenue are you? as you know, Denny, because you were just here, we are at 982 Grand Avenue which is right between Lexington and Victoria near the Lexington restaurant and, and lots of other great things on Grand Avenue here. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call, 651-228-1316. Very good. We'll get that phone number before Dan leaves us, which is going to be about 745 this morning. So if you have a car care question, call it in or text it in. Speaking of calling, I think we promised Jerry in Minnetonka he'd be first up here. Jerry, good morning. What is your question for Dan? Good morning, Dan. Thank you, guys. I love your show. I've got a 2004 Pontiac Grand Pre front wheel drive. You know, anyway, long story short, I got stuck in the driveway. Yeah, yeah. And anyways, it all of a sudden, the front wheels that didn't engage just makes a clicking noise. And so I was told that it was kind of prevalent in these vehicles. If there's a pin in there with a keeper or something, and I don't know how expensive that would be to fix. It's even worth fixing. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Uh, when you get stuck like that, things happen and things break. And uh, I'm, I'm I'm not exactly familiar with a pin or a keeper. Uh, what I'm wondering is if you're hearing a click a click noise, if one of the axles fell out if if they uh they're not supposed to fall out <clears throat> there's a retaining ring that holds them in and i'm wondering if one of the axles fell out and it's causing the uh you know it, it of course is just slipping as the axle tries to re-engage 
into the position that it's trying to get into. And one thing that you could do is simply crawl under there with a flashlight and look at the drive axles on both ends of the transmission, see if they're the same, or you'll be able to see that one of them has slipped out if it has. And if it has, you can oftentimes just maneuver it back into position and push it back in where it belongs, and that might take care of it for you. So I would start there. And beyond that, you'll probably have to, uh, if that doesn't work, you'll probably have to get it towed in and uh, have somebody take a look at it for you. Dan, here's a text from loyal listener Bill from Bloomington. It's a uh, 2013 Jeep Patriot. The nozzle and filling gas, it's actually the grandson's uh, vehicle, the nozzle keeps clicking off, so he has to hold it on the entire filling. What do you think? Well, in order for gas to get in, to your gas tank, air needs to come out. And uh, first of all, the evaporative system, which is an emission system that's part of the gas tank, needs to, those valves all need to be in the right position to allow that to happen. And then there's a vent on the gas tank that also needs to be open and in the right position for the air to come out. And I suspect what's wrong is... Uh, uh, the air is not being allowed to escape. And because the air is not being allowed to escape, you need to let the gas go in very, very slowly. So um, when the when that car is in my bay and I hook it up to my computer, I can uh, check and test all of those valves and see that they're working correctly. And uh, if they're not, then it's uh, usually a pretty simple case to replace that. And uh, then you'll be able to put fuel in your car again. But that's actually a very common problem uh, that we see quite often and uh, and uh, not a huge deal for you to have to get taken care of. Well, that's good news for sure. 651-989-9226 is the text and also the phone number. Here's one I think we had a similar question uh, in previous shows. It says, good morning, a 2007 Mustang, 48,000 summer miles has a front vibration. I'm told that it's wheel bearings. Your thoughts? Well, rarely is a vibration a wheel bearing. Most commonly, if you have a front front wheel vibration, you'll feel it in the steering wheel. And most commonly, that's in a wheel or tire. And on a Mustang like that, it probably has fancy tires and wheels on it. And uh, with our pothole, situation that's growing every day <laughs> that that sometimes those wheels will take a it'll take a hit and they get bent a little bit and that'll certainly cause a vibration so i think if you take it in and have the wheels and tires balanced you'll find your trouble all right uh, i'm looking at another uh, vibration uh, issue this this one that comes from jim it says uh, the vehicle is a 2002 jeep grand cherokee 120,000 miles on it uh, let's see. Yesterday, Texter says, I was driving on a highway and my left front wheel started to wobble. I thought I had a flat tire. I pulled off the road. Everything looked normal. I managed to drive home on side roads with no wobble. Any thoughts on what could have caused this? Yeah, they. I forget what they call that, the wobble of death or something like that on a Jeep. <laughs> and, really? Uh, on that vintage, they do that. And there's a uh, steering dampener on the steering linkage that actually looks like a shock absorber. 
And if that steering dampener goes back as you, or goes bad, as you're driving down the road, if you hit a uh, significant bump, it starts that wobble, and it won't stop until you completely stop the vehicle. In other words, you got to stop the wheels from turning, stop, and then start again, and then it's fine again. Oftentimes, for a long time, uh, sometimes till you hit the next bump. But at any rate, it's an, an inexpensive part that that steering dampener shock and uh, and easy to install. So that's the good news. It won't cost much to fix it. If you bring it into your shop and tell them this story, they'll know exactly what what you're talking about and what I'm talking about, and they'll know what to do to fix it. Well, that's good news. All right. Uh, Dan, we need to take a break because we, we're we going to look at that snowy forecast. So I don't think you uh, guys at Lloyd's are done plowing just yet, but we'll we'll uh, we'll find out more in a minute or two. If you have any kind of a car care question you want to bring in earlier rather than later, Dan will leave us about 745. Call us or text us, 651-989-9226. More car care, more car talk on News Talk 830. WCCO, stay with us. Good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our Car Care Show. We're around every Saturday in the 7 o'clock hour. Dan Burns is an ASC certified technician at Lloyd's Automotive. He's the guy that's helped you out here on CCO. It's got to be over 25 years now. We appreciate that. I know our listeners do as well, Dan. Speaking of listeners, I think David is on the phone there calling in from St. Croix Falls. David, thanks for waiting. What's your question for Dan? Yes, I got a 2012 Buick LaCrosse. It's cold weather we had back last week. I started the car up. It was like 30 below zero on it. Made a lot of noise. And I thought, geez, it sounds like the power steering pump might be trashing out on me. I put the thing in gear, and it was obviously it was a transmission. And I thought, geez, I'm going to end up getting a new transmission here. So I didn't drive it until it started warming up. It was making a lot of winding noise like the power steering pump was low. But now that it's warmed up, it drives almost normal, but it slips when it in reverse, it like you have to give a lot of gas, get it moving, and that. So I'm thinking, I don't know what's going on here, but maybe you could give me a clue. Well, I, I wonder if you have checked the transmission fluid. I, I doubt if that has a dipstick. Maybe it does not. No, it's but not like the that, power steering thing, but that's fine. Power steering yeah, fluid, that, or the, the transmission's fine, the fluid. is fine. Okay. Well, that would be my first suggestion, is that the fluid's uh, a little bit low. And uh, the other thing that you might try, don't know if it'll do any good or not, would be to have the uh, transmission fluid. I would take the pan down and and check the filter, uh, change the filter, uh, change the fluid, the amount of fluid that drains out through the pan. And then when the technician does that, he'll be able to look in the bottom of the pan and the debris that's in the bottom of the pan will tell us a story about the condition of the transmission. And so I think I'd recommend going or doing that. One thing that I would also say is that uh, when it's 30 below, things act weird. And, and, and uh, I don't know that I would be overly concerned about that quite yet uh, until time passes and see if things uh, return to normal as the weather warms up. But, uh, you know, the transmission should work when it's 30 below. 
the fact that it didn't work right uh, would tell you that you you know it's a warning certainly, but I would not necessarily bet that it's devastating that it would uh, you know it could continue to work uh, uh, pretty well for a good long time. So I'd change the fluid, have the uh, debris analyzed, see what they think about that. Uh, you know, get that report and then decide what to do. But I would suggest that it might last like the way that it is for a good long time. Good. I think we have time for one more call, Dan. Fred is calling in this morning from Worthington, I believe. Fred, thank you. What's your question for Dan Burns? Yeah, um, magic mystery oil fuel additive. Um, Just wondering if that's fine to put in a two-cycle snow thrower. It, it's a, if it's a if it's a gasoline additive, a gasoline preserver, uh, yes, that would be just fine. I would, uh, in fact, recommend it that when you are uh, a vehicle, and Denny, I know you do this with your own uh, uh, small engines. Uh-huh. Uh, the thing that destroys small engine is fuel sitting around too long, and so <clears throat> if you can put some sort of, of preserver in with that. Uh, while it's stored over a season, that will uh, do wonders for keeping it going for you for the next season. So, yes, I would recommend that. All right, very good. Texter says this, Dan, a 2014 Cadillac, 55,000 miles. The dealership says that the rear brakes and rotors need to be replaced. Is this normal, is the Texter's question. I think it probably is. In fact, uh used to always be that the front brakes would wear out uh, more quickly than the rears, and um, and uh, um, sometimes the rears would never wear out. They they just don't get used that much. They don't take the brunt of the stopping of the vehicle. But that's kind of changed over the years of as they've gotten more precise on uh, master cylinders and all that sort of stuff, so that the brakes are engaged more and are used more. And on a 2014, that's old enough where certainly rust has started to happen in the slides on the brake pads. And so those those brake pads, uh, every time you use them, might not be returning properly, and that causes them to uh, wear out prematurely, uh, a little bit prematurely. But at any rate, no, I, I'm not surprised that your Cadillac would uh, would need brakes at this point, and, and uh, I don't think you should be surprised by that either. All right, we have less than a minute to go, Dan. Maybe a quick answer for this. On my Ford Freestar minivan, Texter says, when the tailgate goes down, it sounds an alarm as it goes down. This is what it's supposed to do. Lately, when I shut the tailgate, it locks tight. I can still hear that alarm faintly. What is the fix for that? Well, I'm not sure why the uh, alarm is is uh, doing that when it's already closed. I wonder if one thing is it's not closed tight, uh, even if it is closed tight, somewhere there's a sensor for the door to know that it's closed tight, and I would say that sensor probably is not reading correctly, and that's why the why it's continuing to to ding the alarm. Expensive fix? Probably not. No, probably okay. not. Probably a little more expensive to find it, which is always the case anymore. Yeah, <laughs> Finding it is expensive. Repairing it oftentimes is very cheap. All right. Well, uh, for those texters, there's just a couple of them. We'll open up the show with the ones we didn't get to today. Dan, uh, how do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's? Well, 
Come on over. We are at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul, right between Lexington and Victoria. We're on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Or give us a call as soon as today, 651-228-1316. Excellent, Dan. Always a pleasure. Let's uh, talk again next Saturday. Sounds good. Thanks, Kenny. You bet. Thank you. Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automobile. Jack Farrell is going to be coming up next here on CCO. Then get those lawn and garden questions ready in the 8 o'clock hour for Smart Garden here on News Talk 830 WCCO.